No confusion how to spell this guy's name. Why? The Gambler of the Stars. Everyone knows it. Dave Esler. Good morning, David. How are we doing? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you? I, I hear you got some. I hear you got some toasty weather up there. It is very balmy. It is nice. I I still think if you were up here, Dave, you probably would still be in a winter jacket, pants, and probably hat and, hat and mittens, though, in this. I don't, your your floor, Florida's, I, Florida's made you soft. I was soft before I moved to Florida. <laughs> hey, honesty. Well, Dave, I remember when I picked you up from the airport, and we were having, like, some of our hotter days at that point. And we, that was when we were going through that drought where we hardly had any rain. Yeah. And I'm like, waiting, waiting. Where is this guy? Where is this guy? He gets off and he's walking down like uh, the outside of the airport. Yeah. And I'm like, is he really wearing pants? I couldn't even believe you were wearing pants then. You're like, oh, this isn't a bad day. You should come live in Florida. I'm like, this is hot as hell. I, I'm like down in no socks, shorts. <laughs> Want to take the shirt off? It's sweating my ass off, and he's walking around in pants. Hey, I've been to a golf event where I already did take his shirt off while golfing. A couple holes. You ever golf shirtless? No. I think I neither have I, but Rowdy, is it liberating, kind of? That's when you officially say this isn't the round. <laughs> yeah. Normally you got to wear a collar, a collared shirt, but Rowdy would just been shirtless. If I took my shirt off, it would be a quick round because everybody would 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 be looking at me and it's not because I'm buff. <laughs> Dave, if I took my shirt off, it'd be blinding. It'd be like a second sun out there. Yeah, so pale. I do have that. I do have that on you. <laughs> Dave, what you also have on me is uh gambling prowess, knowledge like none other. Let's just dive right into college football. Uh I I am gonna ask you, Wisconsin, Nebraska. What does uh, Dave Essler think about this putrid Wisconsin team taking on Nebraska here? Um I would like to pass that game, but hey, sometimes that's the best bet. You can say pass and just go to a little nugget yeah, you got I, somewhere I else. I won't. I won't. I won't bet on it. Um, you know, I would have to take Nebraska with the points. Mm. I mean, for one thing, it's a the total's thirty-seven. The line's like getting up to six, and that's giving you sixteen percent of the points before the game starts. That's kind of hard to pass up. Yeah, it's a tough season here, Dave. When you're doing that math, Dave, do you ever come to a point where you're like, I hit this percentage of the total, this is an absolute auto bet? No, but that's a good question. I mean, it has to, it depends on the teams. Um, you know, I mean, if it's Iowa, no. <laughs> if it's a team that can put the ball in the end zone a couple times, probably. Um, I like to get close to 20%, but well, what you know, do you I don't. What do you got in college, Dave? Um, I don't know. I, I loved Oregon State, but overnight the market kind of told me I might not be correct. I mean, I know Washington has a potential Heisman Trophy winner, and uh, but their defense worries me. I mean, they gave up 28 points to Utah, and nobody does that. But they also allowed 33 to Stanford. So I think Oregon – will just run the ball down their throat. I mean, they literally have an NFL offensive line. Mm. And so that would be that one. And, you know, I'm going to bite the bullet and and do the unthinkable and bet against Georgia. Mm. Um, they're laying 10 at Tennessee. Um, I'm not going to throw the balls under the bus for that performance at Missouri last week because I actually think Missouri is really good. Uh, but – you know, Georgia's already clinched the SEC West. They need to win to maintain the, the CFP ranking. But is it a potential sort of less than 100% effort for Georgia? Probably, yeah. I mean, and Georgia's going to bring out everybody's best. Um, and they don't need style points this time of year. So I'm going to gulp and take Tennessee. Right. And, you know, that's uh, another one. And we talked about it on the podcast, Miami and Louisville. Like, everybody and their brother is going to take Louisville, but I think I'm going to take Miami. Um, you know, Louisville has not played a lot of road games. I think this will be just their third true road game, and uh, one of their losses was on the road. I think it was to Pittsburgh, I want to say, but I'm I'm not positive. And yep. then they beat NC State on the road. He's not very good, and 13 to 10. So, you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to follow the herd that will be on Louisville. I think I'll take Miami. You know, we Miami. That's one, Dave, where we went head to head on the podcast again. Yeah. Well, I think I think you like making a habit of that. 
Uh, actually, I do for a couple of reasons. Number one, because you get all giddy with a chance to win, and, you know, I don't mind losing. You do. Um, but when doing podcasts... Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Is the Christian Watson family back cutting phone calls off, Rowdy? Dave, if you'd be so kind, dial that number back up and call back in. Well, Rowdy, you... um. You want to expound on that? Dave kind of gave you a little shot right there. Saying you got. Well, he knows that I hate to lose. Oh, I think I got him. Dave, is that you, buddy? Yeah. I don't know what happened there. I, mean, I think Rowdy got a little I, too I, giddy. I just, I, just, <laughs> I just mentioned Rowdy and losing. I thought he reached over and hit a button. No, it was the gremlins in the system, I think. Yeah. Um, no, but doing a podcast, I, 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 I know I get held accountable for what I say, which is true, but. I like to take the other side sometimes and just give people that listen both sides of the story and, and let them make their own decisions. Yeah. I know people making decisions is difficult, but um, sometimes there's a method to my madness. Well, Dave, uh, let's let's um, move your madness to the NFL. I'm going to ask. Um, Packers, Chargers, know, Packers, Chargers. What do you got? What do you got? What do you got? Yeah, you know, one of my favorite bets this week is the Packers. Oh, oh. Um, yeah. I know, I know, right? Um, you know, they threw the ball well last week at Pittsburgh, and, you know, Pittsburgh's got a half-decent defense, and the Chargers don't. But the Chargers' pass defense is one of the worst in the league. And you look at the Chargers, they've, they've, they've got four wins, but it was over the Vikings, uh, the Raiders, the Bears, and the Jets. I mean, and they traveled in the last month. They were home at Chicago, to Chicago. Then they came to the East Coast to play the Jets. And they go back to uh, L.A. on six days rest, and now it's back to Wisconsin. It's going to get worse going forward for them. Their travel is, is terrible. I, I just think they're on the brink of disaster. I think Staley's gone. Um, mentally, I think they're gone after they lost that game to the Lions. Um, I, You know, it's chilly, not cold enough in Green Bay Sunday. I wish it was 20, but I, I still think the Packers win that game. Um, I don't think the Chargers defense can stop anybody. Do you think your boy Bill Belichick is going to be Chargers coach coming up here? I don't know. I mean, I guess where there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah, sometimes. Um, sometimes. You know, um, I, I don't care because I figure that probably in my lifetime they'll never be good again. So, Dave, you know, we're if just. I, if I, would, I would pick another team, but I'd probably have to get a whole new wardrobe. So <laughs> I, guess, I guess I'm stuck. Dave, let's go a little rapid, uh, just because we're coming up against the break, sadly. Uh, can you give me some rapid fire for a little more NFL if you got any juicy picks for us? Um, I think the Chiefs beat Kansas City. I don't understand why the Jets are getting seven points at Buffalo, so I will take the Jets. Uh, what else we got here? Uh, I think Miami just makes short work of, of the Raiders. Yep. Um, oh, and your your previous caller that's a Vikings fan, they're going to be SOL in Denver. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, yeah, 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 I, I get Josh Jobs, I get it. But, um, you know, the big the big leg up that the Broncos are going to have is Sunday night, late Sunday afternoon. It's supposed to be crappy weather. It's probably going to, the temperature is going to drop, but not cold enough to snow. It'll probably be raining. Um, they're a dome team, so... Yeah, I, I think your previous caller is looking at an L this weekend. Well, you know, I guess for my, I, I we'll hate take the Bears. That as Packer fans yeah, in we'll, a down year. We'll take that. I despise the Bears more, but I don't really, you know, they're pretty bad too. Uh, Dave, any anything on the hardwood? Anything NBA or college basketball you got? I bet. Oh, I, I, you know what? I, I bet last night. I bet the Badgers basketball game under 140 points, but I have so many followers that I moved the line because it's down to 137. But I probably still play it. Look at you, the line mover. It's either you moving the line or Wisconsin just being that bad. I, Dave, I was on the Wisconsin bandwagon this year. Uh, by game three, I'm off of it. Well, okay, let me ask you this, Dave. Is three games in, and one of the games was against number nine Tennessee. Now I know the Providence game was pretty embarrassing, but three games in, is it hard, is it hard to get um, a, a, a you know a vibe on someone three games in? Um, not really. Um... Obviously, it depends on the competition, and they play a couple of good teams. Um, you probably blew your national championship hopes with two losses, but um, I, you know, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't throw a team under the bus in three games. Um, you know, if, especially my own home team, Robbie. Come on. Man. Hey, they lose another one. I'm start uh, calling for the coach's head. 
Yeah, I'd just be a Duke fan or a Kansas fan. I know. <laughs> I was thinking Kentucky. Hey, Dave. Uh, yeah. This NBA in-season tournament thing, does it add any, any juice or not juice in the money sense, but like, does that do anything for like a gambler? Or is it like it's just another basketball game? It's just another basketball game. I mean, I, I, as it gets down closer to it, maybe I, I think it'll it'll uh, it'll elevate the middle of the road teams that know they're not going to win the NBA championship. The teams that are fighting for the NBA championship, they don't care. Yeah. Um, do you care, Dave, about the NBA in season tournament? No. Well, actually, real quick. Matter of fact, fact, I don't even understand the format, but (laughs) I don't care. Neither do the players. Or or us. But with the the Bucs, it's a team that's still trying to gel right now, but it's also a team that appears to be potentially, you know, a NBA champion caliber type team. Could they be a team because they're looking to gel early when they have these games that maybe not everyone necessarily cares about? They might care about them more than, per se, uh, Denver Nuggets. I would say no, because, I mean, the Bucks know who they are and they know where they're going to be. Um, I don't think they have anything to prove. You know, I think, I think you know, middle of the road teams, uh, um, Atlanta Hawks type team or, or, you know, the Lakers might care because they're the Lakers. But I think it's a case-by-case basis. And I, I don't know that it elevates Milwaukee. Um, I, I, I'd like to say that it did, but I would not bet on a team based on their in-season um, motivation, if you will. Yeah. Um, I just can't. Well, Dave, um, sadly, we got to squeeze this break in. Dave, we love you so much. Um, assume you're golfing. You golfing this weekend? Probably this afternoon. Oh, you go hit them as long as you can and straight as you can, and you come back with a victory, okay? Uh, I plan on it. <laughs> we love you, Dave. Have a good weekend, buddy. Thanks for all the advice, too. Before we get to the update of the Brewers news, just uh, – We'll let you know we're going to be at the Red Zone on Regent Street tomorrow, Red Zone Madison. It is the final home game, so the final Zone Blitz pregame bash. We're there 4.30 to 6.30, leading up to kickoff. Will the Badgers take the Freedom Trophy, Rowdy, and therefore become bowl eligible with that win? Tonight you have Wisconsin basketball. They're taking on, uh, contrary to popular belief, it is not just one man. It's a full team. Robert Morris. Badgers are 23-and-a-half-point favorites in this game? I mean, they're going to be a huge favorite. It's Robert Morris. I mean, it's this is a small Division One, double AA-type team. It's a team that, if Wisconsin comes out and plays well, they got to win by 20. So let's say... Especially with what they've done the last two games, if they don't come out and play well, what's that say for the rest of the season? Not good. Let's say Stephen Crowell and Tyler Wall, who, by the way, got, you know called out by Greg Gard after their terrible performance against Providence. If they have a, both of those players have two big bounce back games, how much stock do you put in that over a Robert Morris team? Not a ton. Look at what, it'd be nice. Look at what Steven Crowell did down the stretch in the NIT where he was competing against lesser opponents and he normally had the size advantage. Yeah. That was when he was playing his best basketball. It it would be nice to see that. So uh, by the way, uh, speaking of Badger basketball and some of their big men, Tyler wall. Oh yeah. I saw this. Yeah. Yeah. So you saw the little tweet, the the merch, the the NIL merch that, Tyler Wall is now fronting. Tell everyone I think RJ there. put the tweet out there. Yeah, you can now go buy Tyler Wall NIL merchandise, like T-shirts and stuff. Yeah, T-Wall, it says, with a, his face on it. That was a pretty tough scene. My question is, is are people going to buy it? Oh, you get free shipping. I just clicked on it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, it's getting a little colder, right? I know the weather's okay right now, but it'll, it'll get a little colder. A signature T-Wall hoodie. Fifty nine ninety nine, but rowdy free shipping, free shipping. Uh, t-shirts, thirty six ninety nine, and if you want a youth size, thirty two ninety nine. Wow. Uh, he did not go the Graham Mertz route. Graham Mertz actually had like baby onesies that you could buy. Tyler Wall does not have those. Like I get the nil, and I a hundred percent agree with if these guys can get like a commercial deal to you know help sell Chevy, I get it. But doesn't some of this just feel like such a stretch? Yes, but I give them credit for getting out there and trying to get money and trying. See, I would like to know how much Graham Mertz capitalized on people actually buying his gear. Like, how much did he... 
profit from it? Because I can't imagine too many people were out there buying Graham Mertz baby onesies for their kid. Now, maybe in Florida, because his website's still up. And he just changed the color scheme. Oh, by the way, all those Florida people that were finding my tweets from like 2021 yeah, when I said Graham Mertz wasn't that good. Yeah. Have they been, They've gone been dark? all quiet on the Eastern front here <laughs> because they have to win at least going into last week. They had three games left at top 20 LSU at top 15 Missouri. And then it was against Florida State, who's in the top five. Most likely not going to win any of those games. Most likely going to be double-digit dogs in all of those games. If they don't win any of those games, they go five and seven, and they don't play in a bowl game. No, yeah, um, yeah, they've they've definitely gone quiet on the southeastern front, Rowdy, for uh, <laughs> them coming after you. Here's a, two things before we get to Brewers. Our guy J. A. Krebs. Good morning, Jordan. I, I chuckled at this. He goes, I want some Tyler Wall merch. Is there one that says weak sauce? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> like, this is my thing. This is my no, thing. There is not, by the way, Krebs. With, the, N- with the NIL, I get that they're doing it. But, like, think about the guys that were really being held down by the lack of NIL deals back in the day. Like the Reggie Bushes. He was, like, a national superstar. Everyone tuned into late night Pac-12 to watch Reggie yeah. Bush. Hell, you don't even go back that far. Johnny Manziel. Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow. Those guys would have made money hand over fist. You want to talk about Wisconsin players? Ron Dane. Ron Dane. Would have made money hand over fist. Vince Young at Texas. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I'm sorry. Tyler Wall has been a nice player. He's not some... You're just not going to go buy his shirt or No, no. Yeah, you're like, oh, I'm glad he's on our team. He's a solid player. But he's not like... Steph Curry at Davison probably could have made a crap ton. Sure. But he's not that type of player. It's like, who are really buying Dude. a $60 sweatshirt with his face on Hell, Draymond Green or maybe Grayson Allen could have sold nut cups. You know, they could have sold some stuff right there. Because they like to kick people in the nuts. It's like, I, I get when you're like some transcendent player that everyone loves and everyone thinks is great. And you're like the runaway Heisman or, or you're, you're just some huge media force. Like Johnny Manziel and the partying. That was a huge media force. Like, Tyler Wall doesn't have any of that. What would you rather Grand buy? Roots didn't have any you of that. You have to buy one. I, I give you a per diem to buy one NIL shirt. Tyler Wall or Graham Mertz. Both same price. Now, I know price. how if you follow Vince Beagle on Twitter, he's talking about how he lived in a crap hole in Madison and saved as much money as he could, yeah. not knowing if he would be able to make it to the NFL, but that was always a lifetime goal. Yep. But he's going to cash in, and this was obviously before NL, he's going to cash in on all the little money that he could and save every penny he could. I know Matt Bernstein talked about his per diem and how they would save it. and then Bernstein could have been sponsored by Coors Light if yeah, it was NIL. and then use it in other ways, we'll say. I'm going to say if I have... $100 a per diem here to spend on Graham Mertz gear or Tyler Wall. You tell me which one's the cheapest. I'm going to buy that one and pocket the rest of the money. If, I'm, if memory serves me correct, the shirts are the same price because I think Mertz was thirty two ninety nine two for a shirt, same as Tyler Wall's. I'm going to go with Mertz. Mertz. And here's my reasoning. You could argue that you bought it in 2020 <laughs> after the Illinois game. You thought he was going to be the guy. He was the highly touted, you know, he was the MVP of the high school all-star game. He had like five touchdowns in that game. Like he was crazy, right? He was the crazy recruit. Everyone thought was going to come in and, and win something. Tyler wall is like three, maybe four star type recruit. Like he was just another ho-hum like, Oh, solid big guy from Minnesota. At least you could, you could play it off as I got this when the hype for Mertz was at its top. Yeah. Yeah. You could easily play that one off. Yeah. Like I was fooled. Exactly. And then you turn around and like try and put it up on eBay or, yeah, or thought, Facebook Marketplace and cash in on like five bucks. I thought I bought gold. Turns out it was fool's gold, you know? So there you Turns out it was just a rock <laughs> that was painted and had some <laughs> sparkles on it. Yeah. Right, so there you go. If you want to buy it, a limited time only, T-Wall. Um, go to twall.com. Free shipping. Stores open from the November 10th, which is 17th now, to the 24th, and orders ship the week of December 11th, just in time for Christmas. All right, Nelly. Whew, you sent this. I saw this, too. Uh, this comes from Jesse Rogers from ESPN. Quote, the Cubs have an eye 
on Milwaukee Brewers starter Corbin Burns in case the Brewers begin to subtract and Milwaukee is willing to trade with the team that just pilfered its manager, Craig Council. A little smoke, a little fire. We'll be seeing Corbin Burns ain't going to be wearing the Brewers colors coming up here. Will we see him in the Cubs garb? Now, He's still under contract with the Milwaukee Brewers. He has his final year of arbitration coming up. Obviously, they'll take him to arbitration if history tells us anything, and they're going to probably try and fight for any penny that they can. But what makes the most sense, I think, from a Brewers standpoint, because you're not going to re-sign him, even though they're giving us all these you know, little hints saying they're going to try, they're working with him. And then Corbin Burns is going to play nice because he's coming up to the end of the contract. He's going to be like, yeah, I'll work with him. We'll talk. But I think we know this isn't going to work. This is this is a trade on the horizon for sure. I think the ones that make the most sense would be L.A. with the Dodgers because, one, they have a pretty good farm system. They're willing to pony up. He's an L.A. guy. He's from California. He likes the warmer weather. That makes a lot of sense. He would be more willing to sign a, a long-term extension. Because remember opening day of the season that just happened, he was bitching about having to Pitch, pitch in Chicago because it was cold. He's like, I don't want to do this. And again, essentially saying that L.A. would pony up because they would probably get a reassurance from Burns that he would sign a long term deal. So you might be able to get a little extra out of them. Another one that makes sense because they have a really good farm system and they need some pitching would be Baltimore and the Orioles. They just won 100 games, had their manager win manager of the year in the A.L., it's a team loaded with tons of talent, but what they're missing is some starting pitching. They have a great bullpen, great young players, great farm system. They just need some starting pitching. That makes a lot of sense. They'd probably be willing to pony up some of their chips in the minor leagues. And it's it's not only just players, it's good players. So that makes a lot of sense. But then when we get to the Cubs, yeah, it makes sense for the Cubs. Not only would you poach a great player from the Brewers, your rival, but you already took their manager where there's a little bit of, of a relationship and chemistry there, whether he likes being pulled out of games or not. <laughs> You're going to be competitive. They're showing that they're already in the market for Shohei Otani, Cody Bellinger, like yeah. the top guys Cubs that are, are out there on the market. Cubs like, are big in on Shohei. They're looking to buy. They're looking to contend. They're looking to win a World Series. Because last time they wanted Shohei, they didn't have the, a universal DH. So um, if you're telling Corbin Burns, if he somewhat likes Craig Council, even with some of the differences, and you're in a place to win, and you really don't have to relocate the family that far, that makes a lot of sense. But from a Brewer's standpoint, does it make sense to trade them to a rival that just poached your manager? Right. There's a little bit of probably some uh, hurt feelings there. I think it could, potentially. I saw a comment here on it from a Cubs fan saying, everyone commenting here wanting Burns is missing the downside of this trade, and that a couple of Cubs prospects would be terrorizing the Cubs with the Brewers organization for about six years. And here's, here's why it could potentially work for the Brewers. If you had the Orioles lining up with their farm system, you have the Dodgers lining up with their farm system, probably in a perfect world you'd be like, well, let me steal three top prospects from the, the Orioles here. They're in the AL. We won't have to see them. Or the second one would be, you know, the Dodgers, they play in the West. We don't see them as much until playoff time. That could make sense. But why would it maybe make more sense to go to Chicago? Because you take the Baltimore offer, you take the Dodger offer and say, well, you know, you are our rivals. Now you're going to have to just absolutely blow these two deals away if you want to trade them. So they're really going to have to pony up yeah. and trade a bunch of pieces for it. And and if you're the Brewers and you're sitting here going, well, we're kind of in a rebuild. We're ready to trade players off. We hired a, a manager in Pat Murphy who... Don't forget the associate manager, Ricky Weeks. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. It's like we hired a manager who's put in his dues and he's a good teacher. We're trying to grow this young team and we have kind of a guy that we think might be a, a manager waiting in the wings. If you think that rebuild's going to be three years, four years, because what was it? Uh, he signed a three-year deal, Pat Murphy? Yep, three-year deal. Yep. Three-year deal. Okay, so three years of rebuilding, and then we get Ricky Weeks in his first year, which would be the fourth year, and we're going to see if we can contend then. And by year five, we feel like we could maybe make a run. If that's the case... Yeah, think about trading Burns. If you can get a bigger haul from the Cubs, you're not competing against the Cubs, per se, in that four or five-year stretch when he's signed for the – because he'll probably sign a five-year deal after this worth $150-plus million. Mm -hmm. But you're not really competing against them in those five years. You threw in the towel. You're rebuilding. 
You're not trying to beat the Cubs. You're just trying to get better and acquire talent. So it could make sense then. Now, would it hurt? Would it suck the 13 times that you had to play the Cubs and he probably pitches at least three of them? Yeah. Yeah, it would suck. And then you got to see that Craig Council's managing against you. But long term, big picture, five years from now, could be a great move, especially if you get more. Yeah. Well, then there's this to th- the immediate future. So reading here, you know, Council, when he went to the Cubs, that I saw quickly that the organization is in great health. And there's momentum happening here, talking about Chicago. And then you know, Jesse Rogers also continued to say, that the Cubs hardcore in on Shohei Otani um, and, quote, I think Bellinger is as good as gone, and the Cubs are willing to spend and dole out money, especially after signing counsel to a five-year, $40 million contract. So could you imagine the Brewers playing the Cubs when they have a Corbin Burns, hypothetically, and Shohei Otani? <sighs> Yikes. And that's, like, they're... This is what's crazy about the Cubs. Like, they they have the potential to land so much talent that they were talking about Christopher Morrell, uh, who is one of their prospects. He's about 5'9", 165 pounds. Small guy, but he can hit the baseball pretty fast. He's a corner outfielder. Mm-hmm. He played a little bit of infield here and there, but he's essentially like an outfielder. They're talking about moving him to first base. Really? <laughs> like, that's not exactly the profile of a guy that moves to first base. Like, that's kind of like the profile of moving Keston here or there. But because they have so much talent, because they're going to buy some of these players, he's a guy that has some infield experience. You got to move him to first. Yeah. That's a good problem to have if you're the Cubs. Right right now, the latest buzz yesterday, November 16th, uh, according to you know Jesse Rogers, ESPN, the Cubs are the ones for Shohei Otani. Um, and then you throw in the Corbin Burns as well. They said they fell short in 2017 getting the services. Obviously, no universal DH then. He's saying this time, though, they have a better shot at getting the the phenom from Japan and Shohei, who, by the way, just won uh, MVP. And um, Suzuki, who's an outfielder for the Cubs as well, he came from Japan last year. There was already, like, reports that him and Shohei Otani already know each other, both coming from Japan. They were already having dinner in Chicago together. Uh-oh. And that was when the the Vegas odds had the Cubs being... I think they were like 300 to one to land Shohei after the report of them having dinner together and them knowing each other, it bumped up to them being the second favorites. Mm. Like clearly where there's smoke, there's fire. They're not just going to move it that much just because. And also, I mean, when we were talking about the angels with Shohei Otani, weren't they? God, they are so dumb. Well, on the money side of things, weren't they getting like, untold amounts of money from the Japan market. Yeah, huge. Dude, you could watch the games on MLB Network on like late night West Coast baseball and ha- you know like the billboards that are behind home plate yeah, they and they like roll yeah. them. Half, half, half of them, them were, were in, in Japanese. Japanese. Yeah. Like we couldn't read them, but clearly someone was reading them that knew what they said because they weren't just going to put them there for no one to know what it means. I mean, that opens up a whole new other market for a major market that is the Cubs, who by the way is a worldwide brand, so... Oh, that was like, what was that, like five years ago when Giannis was starting to hit, starting to, to peak, where he was really coming on? They were talking about like the Bucks online traffic was like majority was over, from overseas. Over half of their sales were from overseas because of Giannis. You know, you know it's, a, it's, it's a worldwide product. So, God, the call. It is Friday. We do a little thing once in a while called Conspiracy Theory Friday. And Rowdy put me on to something. I, this, I, this passed me by. I missed this, and shame on me. Rowdy, what did you say to me off air revolving around Tom Brady and C.J. Stroud, and I guess Giselle as well? Yeah, there's a little connection here. So, obviously, Tom Brady, the GOAT, right? All the Super Bowls, a lot of records. C.J. Stroud looking like he's going to be the rookie of the year this year, playing really, really well in his first season with the Texans. Well, Tom Brady's got this little XM serious radio podcast and he had CJ Stroud on as a guest. And obviously Tom Brady went to Michigan, CJ Stroud, Ohio state. I think everyone here in the, the big 10 footprint knows that's a pretty big rivalry. Oh, yeah. So they made a little bet and Tom Brady said, if Ohio state wins, you can have one of my super bowl rings. And if Michigan beats Ohio state, then you got to give me all your youth your agility, your time in the 40, and all your future years in the NFL. 
And that's kind of like a ha-ha, like Tom Brady's the guy that made it to 46, looked phenomenal. Found the fountain of youth. Yeah, looked phenomenal from age 22 to 45. He was a guy that was like in reverse aging. Yeah. He, he looked better looking as the time went on. He played even better, arguably, from years 30 to 40 than he did from 20 to 30. Won all those Super Bowls, and they just felt like they kept coming, and he honestly would never leave the NFL. Yeah. Well. The boogeyman. This is where Giselle comes into it. So before I play this, some say, Rowdy, that you're not, you said Tom Brady got better looking, that you're not ugly, you're just poor. As in, you know, cosmetic surgeries, a little Botox, a little this, a little that, right? You know, know, everything that money can buy. But maybe it wasn't Tom Brady being rich. Maybe it was Giselle being a... Witch. Because there are some conspiracy theories out there with the, what, supermodel back in the... uh, All the supermodel and high fashion being very connected to witchcraft and, and satanic stuff. And there were rumors out there that, well... She was a witch. Well, and then remember when he had a kid with an actress, his his oldest child was with an actress and he was, he was a very, what would you say for a quarterback? He was very serviceable. He was a game manager. He wasn't like some pedestrian. Yeah. He wasn't Patrick Mahomes. He he wasn't Peyton Manning when it came to like full on skill, but he worked hard and he had it good game manager and he could win games with good defense and good coach. Well, here's a comment that he had. This was talking about Giselle and how she helps him win. With witchcraft. Any superstitions going into the game? Any special thing you carried into the game on Sunday that you had tucked away somewhere? Uh, I did. <laughs> I always, um, you know, I've learned a lot from my wife over the years. And she's so about the power of intention, you know, and believing things that are really going to happen. And she always makes a little altar for me at the game. Because she, she just wills it so much. And uh, so she put together a little altar for me that I could bring with pictures of my kids. And I have these little special stones and healing stones and protection stones. And she has me wear a necklace and take these drops she makes. And I say all these mantras. And I stopped questioning her a it long works. time ago. I did. I just shut up and listen. And at first I was like, this is kind of crazy. And then... About four years ago, we were playing the Seahawks, and she said, you better listen to me. This is your year, but this is all the things you're going to have to do to win. And I did all those things, and by God, you don't work. It was pretty good. (laughs) And then in 2015, it was about early January, and she said, you know how much I love you? And I said, yeah. And she said, I just want to let you know this is not going to be your year. And, of course, we lost. I said, what does 16 look like? (laughs) And she said, 16 is going to be your year. So it was early January this year, and I said, babe, i asking, like, do we have a chance? And she said, yeah, but you're going to have to do a lot of work, and you're really going to have to listen to me. <laughs> so, man, I listened to her. And right after the game, she said, see, I did a lot of work. You do your work, I do mine. She said, you're lucky you married a witch. I'm just a good witch. <laughs> there you go. Conspiracy theory I mean, Friday. building altars, uh, Chanting things over and over again. Homemade drops. And then think about it this way. His last year in the NFL, right before, when he's turning 46, yeah, they they divorced and were no longer together, and he looked very pedestrian, and he looked all of 46 years old. All of a sudden, Mm. the powers just zapped. He was Uh gone. Well, I don't know. You be the judge on this one. (laughs) Conspiracy Theory Friday. Well, how about this? Vegabon John, can witchcraft save the Badgers or the Packers this year? Man, what's up, witches? <laughs> what's up, my old witches? You caught me in the middle of reading an important slack from my, like, the director of legal. <laughs> it's like, uh, uh, oh, yeah, I'm on hold for a radio show. Hold on. Yeah, but see, Grant, Bill, Grant Bills will keep you on hold for about an hour and 40 minutes. I only put you on hold for, like, two minutes, you know? We're, we're, the, <laughs> we're the voice of the people here. You know, when we were coming back from commercial break, one of the things that I appreciate, appreciate about this network is the variety of music that we get, right? Ebo and his music taste stretches so far across the different spectrums. Thank you. Then we get to the afternoon show, and it's just smooth rock, Jimmy Buffett, little jazz, you know, little jazz guitar going on. And look, it's only a two-hour show for now, for now. Uh, So he he doesn't have as much time to go, but um, 
just wanted to shout out your musical preferences. Thank it's, you. Hard rock into hip hop beats. We love it. Thank you. Keep the energy high on a Friday. I'm in a big like rock new metal kick right now. And you know, I, I usually play what I'm vibing with at the time. So thank you, Vega John. We love it. Hey, I can't believe we're squeezing in a little football talk during baseball manager season, <laughs> but I don't know about you guys. I think Ricky Weeks, when it's all said and done, is going to look so good in that Cardinal red when he's the next <laughs> Cardinals manager. It's going to be elite. Oh, don't manifest that, Vagabond John. We don't want no witchcraft like that. I was going to say, I'm no witch, but... I'm just uh, just seeing the future a little bit. Um, really just wanted to call on score predictors for the weekend. Yeah, sure. Nebraska. We haven't lost to them since I was a freshman in college. Um, there's no way that this new regime reaches that low, right? Like, it can't get worse, can it? I, mm, mm, I don't know. They lost to Northwestern. That's normal, all right? Anybody who was surprised by the Northwestern thing, I mean, come on. They, they, get, they get the best of us What all was the time. score line last year again? Uh, Badgers beat Northwestern. They cooked them, and that was enough. Yeah, they put season. up 40 points. 42 to 7. Well, they don't have any players from last year. It's all new rosters, so there's no way that the players have, you know, the same players weren't playing, right? Yeah, it's a bad joke. I'm off. I'm off today. I'm off today. No, you're dialed in. I you're, 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 well, okay. it might be off because you're reading legal documents for work, which we gotta we gotta save that for after ten o'clock. Okay. We gotta save that for later in the day. Yeah. Uh, work day started at five thirty this morning after I closed down Driftless at one last night. So today's a little woozy. But score predictor, we're going Nebraska twenty three, Wisconsin ten. No. And it's going to be bad. It's a night game, guys. Oh, I the know. student yeah. tickets are going for 20 bucks. Dude, I saw some um, on the secondary market going for, like, low teens. So, again, point I made early in the week, when people want to question, oh, you know, Chris McIntosh, we're excited for the future. Look how well he did with hockey, right? If we see a dead Camp Randall in a night game for the freaking Freedom Trophy... <laughs> Man, man, man alive! Man, those uh, those bars on Regent Street, the uh, the Tavern League at Dane County is going to be getting their pitchforks ready to go. Those guys have way less patience so, than even David Minota. I was talking to uh, one of the bar owners yesterday. Actually, I uh, I was down on Regent Street and I, I ran into I'm not naming names, but um, he had said, "Boy, these this the Badgers sucking is really hurting my bottom line right now. Like this is not like." This is not good. It's, yeah. I mean, look, firing Paul Chris in hindsight might have been great because we're going to get more high rises because these bars are just going to give up. Cave, go no dark, more we're get more no, high rise no, building. No. That's what the people wanted. We didn't no. want stability. We wanted to change our identity as a city. We don't want to be winners. Anyways, I'm getting a little too negative. If you want to get to a fun bar scene, though, Driftless Social. this weekend. The Driftless Social. If you don't want to deal with the chaos of downtown, or if you want to deal with it for a little bit and then get away, come on to the Driftless, man. And if you are around next Wednesday, night before Thanksgiving, full DJ, it's going to be an absolute party out there. So I don't know. Oh, really? In the area. Oh, oh really? In the area. If you're looking for Hang a on. reason to get out to Mount Horeb. You're telling me that because Driftless doesn't open on Thursdays, right, usually? Correct. Obviously closed on Thanksgiving next week. You're telling me Wednesday night, Driftless Social, it's going down? It's going down. You know who lives two, three blocks away from the Driftless Social? Your uh, Roger. Yeah, my mom and my stepdad. And you know where Thanksgiving is going to be on Thursday? Oh, baby. Three blocks away from Driftless Social. I think I know what I'm doing Wednesday night. Do you know where there's going to be a 14-inch snowstorm that's going to prevent Vagabond John from driving north? Hurley, do you know where Vagabond John's going to be stranded during a snowstorm on Thanksgiving? Mount Horeb. You tell the boys, and you're one of them, that I'm coming and my liver's coming with me. Oh, Can't baby. Wait. It's going down. Now that Evo and I made our friends, or made our plans for next week. I hope everybody. I had no plans either. Like, so, I think that's. Ha- <clears throat> I'm 
glad I'm glad I could make this phone call worth it. You now we a, can get back to baseball manager hey, talk. You get, hey, you Even get the a, late night shows are on baseball manager talk. I'm like, we're in the middle of a playoff run for college football. We're in the middle of the NFL peak NFL season, and you got the JR Sport Brief late night just going hard <laughs> on Oakland, the Oakland baseball team moving to Las Vegas and all the politics behind it. Vega, I was going to call in and just be like, what are we talking about, guys? Come on. Vegabond, you get about 10 Vespers ready for me Wednesday night. Oh, I can't wait. That's going to be a, that's gonna be fun. And, and if the snowstorm happens, I will be there. And then also get a wheelbarrow, because if I drink 10 martinis, then I need you to wheel me out of there, okay? <laughs> we, can, we can do that. I'll have Roger do it, actually. Vegabond, you're man. Much love. All right, boys. Have Thank a good you. weekend. Bye. That. I usually don't party the night before Thanksgiving, like, some people go back home, you know, and like they go do the thing, like they want to see all their old classmates. Ah, that's really not for me. But Mount Horeb, yeah. Rowdy, do anything Wednesday night? No, I you think like I feel like a lot of the Wednesday before Thanksgiving kind of died off with COVID. Well, we're bringing it back in Mount Horeb. <laughs> I don't want to live in the world where the Cubs have Shohei and Burns. Yeah, but would you take five years of getting absolutely pounded by the Cubs and then potentially winning a World Series or something like that? to actually have your first shot at a World Series? You know, before the Brewers had this little window, I was always, I don't care where the Brewers finish as long as it's above the Cubs. That's, that was my mantra for See, being a I'm Brewers willing, fan. I'm willing. I don't think it's going to be a mantra. It's going to suck, but I'm I'm willing to have the Cubs win five World Series in a row oh, for, the, for the Brewers in seven years to play for a World Series. Howdy. It stinks, but it's if that had to be the ultimatum to get it, the Brewers to the World Series, I'll take it. You feel dirty saying that? No, I don't. Oh, because it, you know what? I've never seen the Brewers in a World Series. We have a sh- we have seen you've seen highlights eighty two, haven't you? <laughs> I know you see the highlights eighty two. I'd 82, give the Cubs five World Series in a row, and the Brewers winning sixty games for five years. Ugh. If you told me in that seventh year that the Brewers would be playing in the World Series, uh, line two. Good morning. I'd like to take bag of on Julian, hide him under peep of Anona's front porch. Well, if it isn't Dave from Monona. Oh, my. I'm down here in Chicago. Ugh. I walk out of a meeting. What's the first thing I hear? Probably the dumbest comment of 2023, spewed by Nelson from Stoughton. What? No. What, what? I would rather quote, <laughs> watch from the, Green, uh, <laughs> the Chicago Cubs win five World Series if I met my brother, Dave, I told him to go downstairs and take a shower to wash that filth off of him. That was by far. I mean, I've heard Grant, you know, short pants say some dumb things. But God darn, Nelson. I mean, Dave, what's dumber? I mean, Nelson saying he'd watch the Cubs win five World Series for the Brewers to be good for, you know, afterwards. No, one no, World no, Series. Or Grant Bill saying no, that he'd want no, to see the no, Brewers. Nelson, he, he, or Grant Bill saying that uh, he'd give up the Packers winning the Super Bowl for the Brewers to lose in the World Series. Nelson just stopped that. I like, uh, I'd rather see the Bears win five Super Bowls if it means the Packers are going to win no, in seven years. No, be, no, it's that is not the context here. The context. The guess how many World Series the Cubs have? You should know this. They have one, baby. Twenty sixteen. They have three. <laughs> they have three. You know how many the Brewers have? Zero. But when you look at the fact that the Packers have as many Super Bowls as they do, four, and then you te- you count the NF- uh, the NFL championships, 13, I've seen that. I haven't seen the Brewers ever win a World Series. I would gladly keep the Cubs will. winning so we can win one. And you never will. Yes. So just, just, you're just used to the fact you you never will, but five so yeah, so now I'm walking into another meeting here. Now I'm off. I'm going. Oh my god! But well, I say now I got something to talk about for an icebreaker here. I know this guy in Madison who said the dumbest thing. And he's a Packer fan. <laughs> uh, All Dave, right, now so Dave, I mean, in that meeting, yeah. be careful. You don't have to take a number two, okay? We don't need you running out. You know. No, matter of fact, <laughs> I, I don't. I don't need to know. I don't need to know. I I did it the last <laughs> one. <laughs> I walked out and you had no toilet paper. I ran out. What do you mean you ran out? No, they ran. They ran out there. So I'm walking out, licking my fingers because the water wasn't running. So I'm licking your my fingers, fingers at- trying to get my. Cl- oh. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> Sorry, guys. I <laughs> see Dave. <laughs> what? Huh? Did Dave just say it? Hey, you know.
All right, no. Just, just let it go. Let it go. Five World Series already for the Brewers to win one. To win one. Or a chance to get there. To win one. To, win one. to be there and win one. We've ne- we have never seen the Brewers play in a World Series. We were not born in 1982. Correct. We obviously, as all Brewer fans, have never seen a World Series. Well, 1982, Browdy, the way they treat it, that's like, that's like as good as five World Series. Yeah, so it? imagine what it would be like to actually win one. Tom Brady might have made a deal with the devil. Would you make a deal with the devil to win a World Series? Well, you kind of just did by saying the Cubs will win five for the Brewers to get one. If that's the only way you were ever going to see a Brewers team win a World Series, you're not going to give the Cubs five? Just, all five years of Craig Council's managerial career. Oh, then yeah, Craig. Then Craig would be winning all two. That would be just. Oh, I don't. I couldn't do it, dude. I'd rather go to my grave. I already know I'm never going to see a World Series. I would go to my grave happy, knowing the Cubs never won one, and neither did the Brewers. Then. Well, you would say that <laughs> Cub fans. That's already going to happen. You would say Cub fans are a bunch of losers. Well, you just heard Dave. He's, he's licking his fingers after taking a dump. So Cub fans are losers. <laughs> Brewer fans are losers because yep. we've never won. Listen, Cubs fans, don't be mad. Brewers fans are losers, too. That's our Can we mind. not say high tide raises all ships here? If they're going to have five, I want at least one. Oh, I don't think I could say it. I can't. Just one. I can't say it. I'll live vicariously through you. How about that? Even if I had to be some crusty old man. I think I'd rather watch 1982 with highlights. thick again. Coke bottle glasses, finally right before my last breath, seeing the Brewers raise a World Series trophy. Oh, yeah. You're not going to give the Cubs five? No. I can't say it. I can't do it. I can't. Why do you want to be losers together? That's, that's my plot in life as a Brewers fan, Rowdy. That's just, I've accepted it a long time ago. <laughs> you, know how much, you know how much non-crap the Cubs can talk if the Brewers finally win one? Like, we have zero. There's not even a ratio of World Series from Cubs oh, and Brewers because we have zero. I need to go take a shower downstairs now just because I entertained it for a second. All right, <laughs> Dave, who is a Cubs fan? It's the stupidest comment of 2023. <laughs> well, good thing that 2023 is almost over. Oh, yeah. Well, we welcome in Grant Bills. Grant came in and said, did I hear that Nelson would give the Cubs five World Series for the Brewers to get one? Yeah. Then you asked a perplexing question. Well, I like the hypothetical. Would you take a Brewers World Series if it meant the Vikings win a Super Bowl in your life? Easy. I would say yes. I don't know that I would. I love the empty trophy case joke. It's timeless. But I would give up that one comedic joke, the value of it, for a Brewers World Series. Boys, if you want a Corbin Burns and you're the Cubs, you're going to have to shell out. You're going to have to go above and beyond the trade demands from other teams like the Orioles or the Dodgers. Who else is going to throw out a big package? Yeah. Sure. I threw out got big package a here. huge deal that I would have to be giving up a ton just to get my one, and I'm willing to do it. Okay. My okay. plot. I know okay. my plot in life as a Brewers fan. I'll never see a, a, a World Series victory. That's the thing. I'm secure in that. I, I think the Vikings not having any Super Bowls means more to me than the Brewers. The fact that the Bucks won. The the Bucks the Bucks winning in 2021, the, the impact of that is huge. I think it takes the Brewers off the hook a little bit. <sighs> I couldn't I couldn't do the the Cubs. I couldn't. Can't. Five in a row. No one could. Can't. I thought I was the prince of having garbage takes on this well, show. Well, Dave from Anona called and said Nelson said the stupidest thing of 2023 was desperate times calls for desperate measures. I'm I'm willing to pony up a lot to get a little because I want it and I want it bad. <laughs> I know I can, what I want, and I want it now. <laughs> I want five Cubs World Series because I'm Mr. Brewer. Yeah, that's... um Nelson Raysback. I don't know. That's something. Dave so, Ramon is a Cubs fan, and he's like, no, I don't want five in a row if that's what it means. Rowdy, um, real quick, tell Grant, or the folks, what you're telling Grant off here about the football of the Vikings, the Lions, the Vikings, the Packers, and now what's happening this go-around. Oh, like oh, the yeah. 50s was the decade of the Lions? The 60s were the Packers, 70s were the Vikings, 80s the Bears, 90s, 2000s, 2010s were the Packers, and now it's up in the air for the 20s, and it looks like the Lions are going to have a stranglehold on it. This is another thing, Packers fans. We always think we always think in decades. Like, oh, we're losing Aaron Rodgers, which means we'll suck for 30 years now. Like, what if the Packers are bad for two years, and then they get kind of good again, and then they tail off a little bit? Like, why, why do we, we speak in such... In these these big frames of references, you know what I mean, Ebo? Epochs of time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Epoch. Epochs. 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 
It's just the face you made when you looked at me when you said that. Um, I've been listening to a lot of Grant Ham- Hancock lately. He calls it epochs. Epochs. But he's also British. So. Of time. Epochs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, maybe the Lions dominate a whole decade. I, I feel like now that there aren't any Hall of Fame quarterbacks in the division, it'll probably just each team's punching back and well, forth. You look at it. Fields is still a huge question mark. And he's, ah. he's trending towards not being the guy. I, I think he's just not the guy. Jordan Love is a huge question mark. Depends on who you ask if he's trending anywhere. Could be the guy. Not sure. Kirk Cousins is in the last year of his deal, and he's 35. So how much longer, even if they re-sign him, is he really going to be the guy? He hasn't been the guy. And then there's Jared Goff. And Jared Goff is steady. He's got a good defense. He's got a running game. He's got some good receivers. He's probably about... If I had to make an estimate, he's been playing better the last couple of years. At best, he's probably the twelfth best quarterback. At best, oh, he's better than that. Now. Okay, um, oh, he's better. Than a lot that. of people are really banging on Nelson Hart on Twitch. Nelson doesn't look at the Twitch chat, so Nelly, just you can just imagine what Kinger and and everyone else is saying. I, I I'm curious though before we get break, this person was calling him for a while. Line one, who's this? God, I knew it. Damn it, I knew it. I shouldn't have done it, but I did it. I knew it. <laughs> The phone was ringing for like 15 minutes. I was like, it's gotta be usually, Charlie. usually he gives up. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Rowdy with the take. Take of the take of the ages. Is this the worst take since? I remember you guys cooked me for an entire I, I, summer I over did, my brewery's take. Must, yeah, because you chose up. to lose. I didn't choose to lose. That's you how you framed lose. it no, because sorry, you are sorry, a sorry, negative sorry. son no, of a no, bitch. No. That's why no, you no, framed no, it that sorry. way. You, you didn't choose to lose. You chose to lose twice. No. I chose to gamble. I chose to go big or go home. You said which is a, which Packers manly. lose the that Super Bowl for the Brewers to play in the World Series and not win. That's no, 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 two no. losers. No, no, no. I said I would rather take a coin flip of the Brewers in the World Series I'm than the a guaranteed one. Packers I'm title. I'm dishing out all the wins. I'm saying win Terrible. Cubs, win Brewers. Ta- that's awful. I'm the positive that's one. That's awful. You've been the one crying about Craig. No. Boys just come I'm to, over it after yesterday. You just got to come to the realization as a Brewers fan, it's not going to happen for you. Exactly. And I've come to that realization. Once, once you realize that and accept it into your life, you become anew. Life, yes. life starts over again. And you're able to just enjoy a Pat Murphy, Ricky Weeks press conference without wondering what it means. Yeah, Ricky Weeks, let's effing go. Yeah. Inspiring. I yes. know what I want in life, and one of them is a Brewers World Series, and I'm willing to do a lot of things that are gross and dirty <laughs> to get one. <sighs> I would want something more realistic. I just want to see you happy, Nelson, you know? I've known you for years. <laughs> I've never known you to be happy. I don't know. He's been pretty jovial lately, actually. Been in a good mood today? No, give me a weeks. Brewers World Series. Good mood for Rowdy is just like normal mood for other folks, though. Well, Rowdy's been Rowdy's been very pleasant as of late. We like it. We well, love it. He's him. given the Cubs World Series. <laughs> he's in yeah, a giving I'm like, mood. I'm like Santa. I give people championships. <laughs> and if right. they win, if they win, and even if they win one, I feel like I deserve at least partial pay from the front office. You have a Cubs hat, don't you? I do. I'm gonna start wearing it. Was it from Dave? No, it was. I actually bought it in oh, college because I went as Steve Bartman. Yeah, that's what it was. I know, Grant. I know. I feel you. Grant, you can't see him, but he's beside himself right now.